I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Fill her up. You're listening to the Gas Digital Network. Conceive, believe, achieve. Shut the f*** up. <laughs> You're listening to Believe You Me with Michael the Count Bisbing and Anthony Lionheart Smith. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Believe You Me. And I appear that I'm frozen. Am I frozen right now, Anthony? No, you're good right now. Oh, oh. Well, just be prepared, ladies and gentlemen. I'm in a hotel room. The light is awful. I look like I'm orange. And uh, I'm probably going to freeze up quite a lot, but it's the best we can do. Anthony Smith, you are in Las Vegas. I am in Las Vegas. We are at the other ends of the strip. You're in a significantly better hotel room than I am. But other than that, how the hell are you? I'm good, Mike. I'm I'm, I'm happy to be here in Vegas and, and getting this fight week rolling. Um yeah, it's busy. You got a lot of BT stuff. I got a lot of stuff going on with ESPN. You yeah. know, it's as stupid as it is. We're so busy. We're in the same city. I and know. Just, and our schedules just don't match up. Even with the drive time, we don't yeah. have enough time to get it done in person. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. In fact, we could. Anyway, but... <laughs> I'm just laughing because it is ridiculous. It but is. anyway, but anyway, uh, it's a big fight card this weekend. I mean, that's all we've got to talk about, really. I mean, John Jones is finally back. Uh, I think you're talking to him like you're doing the round table, right? Yeah, yeah, we're doing the round table, but not with John. It's just uh, me, oh, DC, right, Reyes, and Rashad. So, right, right, you know, I see. I see, it's funny. You see a lot of comments like, oh, look, John Jones is getting his, his kids are all getting together. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I, I think it'll be good, man. It's, it's, you know, some analytical minds. We're going to talk about our experiences, kind of what we've seen, what we feel makes him, makes him so good. And, uh, I don't think it's going to be as much a you know a John Jones hating fest as everyone thinks no. it's going to be. I think it's more of an appreciation thing. Well, I mean, the idea is when we're doing stuff like this, right? We've got to be real, we've got to be realistic and honest, but uh, also we're trying to hype the fight up a bit as well. You know what I mean? And to be honest, if you do tell the truth about John Jones, you can only really say good things. Of course, outside the octagon, he's had some questionable behavior, and and that's putting it mildly. You know, but if you're talking about the fight side of things, I mean, where do you start? I mean, he's as good as they get, really. You know, I mean, I said on the uh, uh, the call last week that I thought he was the greatest of all time, and I got a lot of shit for that. But the reality is, he 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 is certainly one of them. He's certainly in discussion, and he's certainly got a very, very, very potentially tough fight this week. Who knows? It could be the easiest one ever. He might just take him down and control him and sub him or or beat the crap out of him. Or he might get knocked out. And there's a legitimate chance of that. I'm telling you, Cyril Garn is a special guy. He is super, super confident. I mean, have you seen the pictures of John Jones right now? 
with his shirt off. I have. He, what it's, are your it's, to to be fair, I'm, I'm trying not to be too critical because it, it's a new weight class, and and I don't know that he's figured out how to fuel himself correctly, or 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 maybe what, what how to how to eat correctly with this new weight he's got. Yeah. It's different, man. And, and there's been some times where I've gone through training camps at 205. Devin Clark is a, is a really good example for me where I felt really strong and I was really fast and super mobile. But if you looked at my physique, I looked a little bit soft. I was a little yeah. bit soft in the belly. Um, I've had a couple of those, those kind of performances. Even when I was in Brazil and I weighed in, people gave me a bunch of shit for, for how I looked. Um, but I, well, you did this weight. Well, yeah, I mean, that's fair. But I mean, I, I wasn't like overweight or super fat. Yeah, I mean, there was no, other things going on. But like, I didn't I didn't look as cut as I've been in the past at 205 pounds. But I still felt fine. And like conditioning wise, I was good. Strength wise, I was fine. It's just sometimes you, you just get into these weird funks where maybe you've been off for a long time. And so you're not used to eating the way that you typically should be eating. So um I'm not. Too, I'm trying not to be too critical of, of yep. how he looks, but it looks very unnatural, and I think that's just we're not used to seeing him with the shirt off in UFC, you know, branded gear at 250 pounds. So uh, I, I think it could be he's just getting used to this kind of new weight that he's at right now. Yeah, I mean, listen. At the end of the day, it's not a bodybuilding competition; it's a fight. Right. And if you look at Tyson Fury, you know what I mean. There you go. Right. Look you at Daniel Cormier; he's never been a super lean cut guy never in his gut. Well, I don't know. You know, DC, I saw some pictures of him in college and he was ripped. He was an he absolute was, He was in college. He, he was a monster back then, but the diet went out the window. Um, <laughs> um, but um, no, no, I mean, Tyson Fury, Fedor mm-hmm. Emelianenko, he was always a guy that was never right. ripped. So the point we're making is it's not conducive or it doesn't necessarily relate to how good your performance is going to be by what you look like in the mirror. However, though, however, I will say this, and I'm not criticising John, but... As a fan, it's a little underwhelming. You go away, you got three years to make this comeback and three years to reinvent your body and all the rest of it. And who knows, maybe this is what he wanted, you know. But but you, you, it's, it's, it wasn't the most impressive visual I've ever seen for someone coming back. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I do. It's not it's not what I expected either. And and I'm, and I'm really making a conscious effort to not be critical of it. But I'm having to make that conscious effort because my at the eye test, I immediately thought, well, that's not what I expected. I, yeah, but yeah. I'm, there you go. That's I'm, a good way of summing it. Yeah, up. like I'm, I'm trying to tell myself, okay, just because he's not super ripped and shredded and got all this extra muscle mass and looking like a freak, doesn't necessarily mean that that means anything when it comes to the fight. It's just that my my initial reaction was, okay, that's not what I was expecting. But it doesn't. It also doesn't mean anything at the end of the day. No. So. Um, I'm sure that it's bothering him, though. I'm sure that it's bothering him because at times it's bothered me when I went up and I'm trying to figure out my body's changing, my weight's different, my workouts are different. But it's it's a it's kind of a self conscious place to be in when you don't look the way they're used to looking when you're sucking yourself down to a certain weight. One hundred percent, because that's always. I mean, I posted something the other day. Uh, when it was UFC, whatever it was, 2016, I just stumbled across it. I was going through my phone. I thought, God damn, that's a good picture. I put yeah. that on. I went, not me right now, let's be honest. But still, I thought I'd share that one. But um, when you compare it to the physique, and it's not about physique, but if you look at Cyril Garn, the size of the guy, the man looks like he's carved out of stone. The point I'm making is that's a natural heavyweight. 
Jones has gone up and he's a heavyweight. He's going to weigh in. He thinks 245, 250, something like that. And that's obviously, he's a big man. Um, but you can see he's put on the pounds a little bit. How is that going to affect him? I think he'll be fine. We've said this many times. But let's just get right into this. I mean, if Jones can take, that's the fight. And it's like so many fights. Can Islam take down Volkanovski? Can Jones take down uh, Silgan? Well, probably. Yeah. And what happens, Anthony? Yeah, if he takes him down, Serogon's in for he's in for a rough night. He really is, especially if it's uh, if it's fairly easy and, and and John doesn't have to really get into a second, third attempts to get those takedowns. Because there's some things that John is going to have to deal with. He's going to have to get used to moving for a long period of time at 250 pounds. It's just he can he can say it all he wants, and I, and I've seen him post about it that he feels great. He, he's 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 strong. He's explosive. He's, you know, he's now he seems like he feels like he's carrying knockout power, but he's, he's not going to, he says he's moving like he does a light heavyweight. And that's just not the case. It, it, you, you don't gain, you're not going to fight 50 pounds heavier, 30 pounds heavier, if we're being honest, um, and move exactly the same way. So you're just not. And mm-hmm. so he's going to have to, he's going to have to manage his output a little bit differently than he's used to having to do. Um, that doesn't mean that he's not going to have a higher pace than most heavyweights because I still think he's going to. But um, if Cyril Gon isn't competitive in the wrestling or or the wrestle-ups or uh, any kind of wrestling, it's going to be a short night for John Jones. I think the Cyril Gon gets stuck on his back. He, he just That's where he's going to end the round at. Um, but I don't suspect we're going to see a lot of doubles and singles. I don't. I don't. That's not really how John wrestles a lot. It's going to be the, the clinch fighting against the cage, which is what John did to me, and was able to be extremely successful. He was able rounds four and five. He was really successful wrestling against the cage with Reyes. He he held DC against the fence for for numerous rounds in the first in the first fight. Um, when John decides he wants to grind and start winning rounds, that's where he's going to end up fighting at. Okay, it turns out that Darren the Gorilla Till is here. So this conversation, we can continue that later. Yes, Darren. What's up, brother? I can't hear a word you're saying, bro. You got to unmute yourself, bro. I well, still don't. Here. I'm only messing. Can you see me down? I've been, I'm in a hotel. I've got crap Wi-Fi and I'm yeah. kind of freezing up. Am I frozen for yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, you're frozen. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're going to have to deal with it, lads. Uh, no Darren, problem. You're the man. Thanks for joining us. Uh, bit of a weird time for you right now. I mean, I guess we'll just let you do the talking because okay. everyone saw the news that you were no longer a part roster and of course probably a lot of speculation probably a lot of questions uh, for a lot of people that they, they want to know what's going on with the gorilla so yeah. what's going on with the gorilla uh i just decided mate to just uh i know i spoke with, with hunter and, and the guys at the ufc this is after my last fight and i you know because hunter's been on me for a long time like the past two years like ever since i fought with him he's like you know, he's always on me hard. He's like trying to listen. You know, we, we do believe in you're going to go all the way, but like, we're, we're sick of you being injured. Like, we're, we're just not putting up with it. This was like for two years going on. And, you know, I'd always promise and I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. Now I'm okay. But like, obviously, I just haven't been okay for like two years. I just haven't really serviced my body. So after the, the last fight, I like spoke to him. I was like, Hunter, listen, I was like, you know, 
I really need to get my body right, but I feel like I need to do it outside the UFC now. I feel like I need a two year, I need like two years off to just go and focus on something else for for the time being and like, you know, sort of take my tension away. And he was like, well, listen, he was like, think about it, but you know, we're not in the habit of like bringing people back to the UFC once they've left. And I was in my mind, I was thinking, yeah, that's all good and well, you saying that now, but I'll get back like when the time's ready. So we spoke back and forth and then uh, obviously the other day come out that like, I don't know if it's the algorithm or what, like that they cut me, but obviously they, you know, they, they, they'd sent me my release papers because, you know, I obviously asked them if I could be released and that was it. Then the, the news yeah. just went viral my phone's been non-stop ever since and it's like a new little chapter until I go back there. So, yeah. Darren, are you, are you planning on taking, are you going to take fights outside of the UFC and other organizations or are you just going to completely take your oars out of the water and, and, and just focus on getting healthy, getting healed up. I think it'd be disrespectful. I've always, I've, I've got a good relationship with Hunter and Dane. I think it'd be disrespectful for me to say that, oh, I'm going to go and fix my body and then take fights outside of the UFC. Even though I've like the past two days now, I've had some fucking crazy offers to fight on other shows. Like, have you really? Like, yeah, I've had some like, I've, everyone texting me and all the managers and all stuff like that. Like, we, you know, we, there's someone wants to give you this or that. I'm like, okay. So, in my mind, it'd be quite disrespectful to Hunter and Dana to do that. Whether I do it or not, it's a different thing, and you got to think of yourself and money yeah. and that. So I'm probably not going to do that. But like, this is the thing. Like, I, 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 I'm striking capable. You know, I'm, I can strike all day. There's not, there's nothing wrong there. It's just as soon as I start inputting the MMA, my knees just buckle under me. There's just nothing left there no more at the moment with them. So I think it's time to just get get them right and really service them and. In, in 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 the best way and i f- i feel like i'm gonna do that now so yeah that, that's the plan I've, I've got a question related to that in a minute but the main question that i want to ask you is that's why i called you yesterday when i saw the news i was you know obviously i didn't know any of this stuff what, what you just told us you know that you'd asked to be released from your contract etc and uh, i was scratching my head i was like what the hell because you're so popular and people love you you know, and you are so exciting. And last time out against Drikas, it was fight of the night, right? I, I believe, or you got a bonus anyway, right? So, um, the I guess the question I'm asking you, Darren, are you all right? Is everything good, mate? Do you know what I mean? No, that's because that's all I want to fucking know. Do you know, because everyone loves you, Darren. You mm-hmm. you bring it every time. Do you know what I mean? There's a reason why you're so popular. You wear your heart on your sleeve. You fight like a fucking warrior. Do you know what I mean? And you bring it every time. People love you. So I think that's the main thing that we want to know. Do you know what I mean? How is it in there, mate? How's everything upstairs? Yeah. I'm okay, yeah. I just... Uh, like, I felt like it was just the right thing to do to ask to be released at this point in time, Michael. Like, you know what I mean? I know I'm 30, I'm fresh-faced, I'm young. I've had I've hardly any hits in, in the sport, but my body's took the hits, you know, with the, 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 the training. So I just feel like it was the right choice. And I've got, like, I've got a, like a close person around me now and he's he's helping me. And uh, I, f- I just feel like it was the right move right now, Mike, honestly. And yeah. in, like, two years' time or something, and I'm 32, what? I'll be back in the UFC, I know that. That's still the goal. But I'm just going to execute a few other things now and they're going to be big things as well, so... We'll see. But yeah, I'm I'm as okay as, as anyone can be, do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's hard, isn't it? It's tough. It's a tough old sport, man. It's 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 a tough role, sorry, Anthony. No, you, you, yeah, it, it, is. it is. It's a it's hard. It, it's so hard, man. It's it I don't think I think that you are one of the few guys that's kind of wearing it on your sleeve a little bit so everyone can see the struggles. 
the rest of us are just pieces of shit and just drinking away behind closed doors <laughs> and no one else sees it. But um, what, what are you going to spend? I know as fighters, like we, we got to have something to focus on or, or the wheels fall off, you know, like I've had my issues where when I'm just spinning my wheels and I don't have something in front of me or something to focus on, I kind of emotionally, mentally start to fall apart a little bit because I think as fighters, we have to have a direction we're headed. If Without having that for a couple of years, what are you going to focus your your energy on, your time on? You're going to build a company or you're going to build it like what, what are you going to focus on, like in your day in, day out type of type of actions? As I said, Anthony, I'm like I'm sat in a four before. I'm, I'm sat in a little box room right now because of a week when I'm training, I don't really stay home with me, uh, my wife and the kids because it's it sort of interrupts their sleep and their schedules and stuff. So I, I live about ten minutes away and with my uncle. So it's just a small room. And to be quite honest with you, mate, I have a lot of time to think. And 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 I am one of them guys. I'm an overthinker. It's probably a bad thing, but I, I've got a I've got like a two year plan in my mind now. And and. I feel like it's going to be a fucking unbelievable plan and I'm going to execute it to, to the most I can. And and so th- that's it. I mean, I don't want to say too much about it, uh, but <clears throat> I, I'm going to make a truckload of money. I'm going to probably do a little striker match or two because that's my forte. And then yep. hopefully by then I'll have, I'll have figured out this fucking rupture with my knees and stuff and I'll, I'll be good to go. But there is yeah, a plan but- and a goal. You no, have something you're going towards. Listen, I wouldn't have asked this big. How many guys go to the UFC and say, release me? Like, how many guys actually do that? Some of the guys, when they're on their way out, like, let's say Nate wanted to be released and stuff like that. But there's not many guys who do that. And yeah. I've had a lot of time to think about my decision. And that's why I was happy when Hunter actually said to me, he said, Till, think about it, because it's a big decision, you know, like... Think about what you're doing here, and I said, "Okay, Hunter, I respect that. Give me, give me two weeks, like just to just think." Yeah. And I, I've thought of the plan, the route, the path, and uh, yeah, I, I've got yep. like a full plan in, in place. Well, well, like well, well, that's the main thing, Darren. You're at peace with it, and it's your doing. It's your decision. You know what I mean? So wholeheartedly, we hope that it all works out. And you make a ton of money and you come yeah, back yeah. and you smash everyone's fucking head in because that's what we want to see and that's what you're capable of because it seems like i'm giving you a bloody pep talk you know when we were talking at your at the airbnb after your last fight because everyone knows and anyone that can't see the potential and can't see what you're capable of they're fucking blind you know what i mean and the ufc see that as well that's why they were talking so considerately to you and, and you know i'm trying to not warn you, but just say, you know, re- really think about your consequences because you only get one career, you know. So that was, I, I, you know, I respect Dan and those guys for that. Uh, all right, well, you're good, you're happy, and we're going to see something soon, I guess. Um, what else is going on, mate? How's, how's everything else? I'm, I'm just, I was out in Thailand training there, and uh, I'm home now, so that's it, really. I'm just training yeah. every day still, and uh. That that's 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 my main goal, focus and everything now. So even all them little uh, details that I once never did as a fighter, I've got to even step it up more now because I don't want to be this guy who just leaves the UFC and has let's say one one BK street fighter sort of and that's it. Forgot. I want to make a fucking massive bang, which I can. I'm one of the top names outside the UFC now, and then come back and as you just said, fuck shit up. That that is my plan, and I'm gonna I'm gonna execute it whether people believe in me or not. So I am focused. Man, as soon as as soon as I heard and and you know 
Michael and, and, you know, the BYM guys are messaging back and forth after it kind of came out. The first thing I thought, I was like, I bet Bare Knuckle is just knocking yeah. Darren Till's door fucking <laughs> down. <laughs> oh, they would love you. I've had, there's, there's like, there's three major organizations there who, I won't say the names, but the, what they've said to people who've, people who've come to me is just like, I'm hot property right now if everyone wants me, so. But as I said to you, Everyone knows inside the sport what kind of guy I'm. I'm probably a little bit of a maniac, but I've got me morals and values and respects to me. So I probably wouldn't do that to Hunter and Dane. And after releasing me, just go off and sign another organization. Like, you know, I wouldn't do that. I'm a respectful guy. So whether yeah. people think they're respectful or not, they've always been respectful to me. So I have to, I have to give that same energy back. One hundred percent, and they've always been respectful with me. You know what I mean? And that's, a, I think that's a side that people don't realize. And I, I know you feel the same way, Anthony. All right, a new company we are partnering with is Innovative Extracts, and they are giving an exclusive discount to our listeners. You can receive 40% off your first order by heading to their website, www.ie-cbd.com. Now, Innovative Extracts is a veteran-owned company, a CBD company located in Pennsylvania that offers a full lineup of CBD and THC products. They have their own farm where they use organic practices to grow the hemp. They have a lab on site to process the hemp into a high quality cbd oil they partner with gmp certified facilities and use third-party labs to ensure all of their products maintain the highest quality this is the best value on the market the highest quality cbd at the most competitive price we're all interested in relieving stress aches pains improving sleep these guys have some products that helps with all of that and let me tell you they work fantastically their products will help improve sleep improve your mood reduce anxiety and give you relief from pain inflammation they have a wide variety of products to suit your taste tinctures gummies creams vapes whatever you need they have got you covered so to get 40 percent off go to their website www.ie-cbd.com use the promo code mma at checkout and as i say a huge 40 percent off john jones this weekend then what do you uh, think about that darren what do you think not, what do you think the big fight this week i know I'm just, I, I'm just the biggest fan, mate. Honestly, I can't say nothing else. It's just for me. No, sorry, guy. sorry, sorry. My mind went blank now. I'm sorry to interrupt. It is what I wanted to say. It is what I wanted to. Say. My mind went blank. Oh, you are, you are this, terrible at this. <laughs> no, no, no. But you're, you're, you're. This is what people love about you, Darren. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is real, yeah. honest, and raw. Because there's a side of you where you're always talking shit and you're being silly and you're talking about hell one, his fucking nose, fucking his wife, and stuff like that. Oh, he, he hates <laughs> me. Hates yeah, me. No, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but but they, they, you know, deep down under that, you're a sweet, kind, mm. sensitive little soul, Darren, just like all mm. of us. <laughs> I love that, mate. Yeah. But Love yeah, it. I, I, I just. I think I think why I've always been one of the biggest stars outside of being a fighter, just because whether whether you whether whether I'm meant to say it or not, you know, people's in the background like you'll say you can say this. I'll always say what I feel has to be said and is right to be said. So, let's say let's say the UFC they cut me happy on this podcast saying yeah I got cut by the UFC I'm good at that. That you know I I always have to give a truthful account of myself and and things that I believe have happened around mm -hmm. me and. There's two sides to every story in this, so you know. I think that's why I'm probably a fan favorite. I just, I just give an honest account, no matter what. Yeah, yeah I think that is what what draws people. 
one thing that I can say about you that uh, I can't say about a lot of other fighters is I, I've always known where I stand with Darren Till. Like, yeah. I don't like yeah. walk into a room and think, man, I don't know. Did he hear something I said or is he mad yeah. at me about something? Like if you're upset or you're, you're yeah. not good with someone, everybody knows it. I, it yeah. You got to respect that. You got to respect I think that. so. I think especially with reporting as well. Like I've said this to, to some reporters as well. Like, me and Ariel's beef's different. Like that's a job, but like, I, I just hate the way fighters and stuff get offended when I report like DC will, will give like sometimes comments about like fighters and fighters will get pissed off and it's like I just feel like that's that's the job like if Mike said something about me or you said something about me I just for me it doesn't offend me because you, you, you've got to give an honest opinion on, on fighters and fights and stuff like that so I don't understand why we get offended it doesn't mean that Anthony Smith or Michael Bisping hate that until it's just they're saying something about a fight they're giving an opinion on it and and, and that that's it it goes no yeah. further so, mm-hmm. so that's it with me I, I just treat it like that yeah you're absolutely right it's literally our job that we're getting told yeah. told yeah. to talk about yeah. these things and we can't yeah. it, it's never from a personal standpoint I don't know about you Anthony but I've never once gone oh this guy's a bit of a dick so I'm going yeah. to really I, I'm going to yeah. make him look bad. I'm going to talk bad about his career and stuff like that. And I don't think anyone, anyone no, in never. their right mind says that. But as fighters, as I said, you are sensitive. I'm sensitive. I used to see it backstage, you know, uh, I'd be warming up for a fight and on the weighing show or sorry, the pre-show, they'd be predict me to lose or whatever. And I'd be like, that guy's a prick. You know what I mean? <laughs> can't help it. Anyway, right. John Jones, Cyril Garn, who's winning yeah. this weekend, Darren? Come on. Uh, John Jones, mate. He's the GOAT. I, I have to, I'm a little bit biased. I just... No, man, I'm just a big fan of him, mate. I just, even though he's, he's fucked up a lot, which he has, you know what I mean? I'm just, I don't know. I just, I feel like it's, it's, I feel like everything just boils down to his fight IQ. It's just, it's just so high out there. And, you know, okay, he might not train the hardest. He might not live the, the most regulated life. But that's probably why I probably consider him a goat even more because I yeah. feel like he's, he's a bad guy trying to show us all that he's good. And really, he's just a fucking bad guy. And he just, whoa, 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 he just whoa, needs to just own uh, somebody, I, I spent all day at the Apex yesterday uh, doing some interviews and stuff. And some, uh, I think it was Aaron Bronstetter might have been, might, might have said it. Someone said it. There was an interview a long time ago. A reporter asked John Jones, "Are you a bad guy trying to be good, or are you a good guy that's trying to be bad?" And he stopped and he thought about it for a long time. He said, "I'm a bad guy that's trying to be good," you know. Oh. And I think that's that, that's that's very honest of him you know i I think that sums up john jones perfectly i think he's doing everything possible to to just keep the boat from sinking all the time and i honestly don't know that john jones would be what he is today without that other person that's inside of him i i think that that's what fuels him i've told this story a bunch of times there's this guy i used to train with um he he, you know other stuff aside, he'd been in prison. He'd had some addiction problems. He'd had some personal life problems. and But he was a monster when he would fight. Like, he was just a savage. One of the most exciting guys I've ever seen fight. And then he got clean and sober, stopped drinking, got his life together, found a wife, and then was fighting. And he can't fight. <laughs> he can't fight anymore at all. He sucks. <laughs> because, like, his life is his life is clean and together, and, it, and it's affecting his career. I really think that John Jones kind of needs that monster a little bit inside of him. I, that makes him who totally he is in the octagon. I've actually got, I I I have to like obviously be regulated. For my, I've actually got one funny story that's similar to that. When I uh, when it got announced for me to fight Cowboy Cerrone, obviously my breakthrough fight. I uh, that's when I first started like dating my girlfriend now now Laura, 
and you know the honeymoon period and everything's perfect and you've got jitters and stuff like that because I wasn't I've never had like many girlfriends we're always just fighting aren't we? so <laughs> it was like it was like four weeks before the, the cowboy fight so I was in you know I was in good shape I was looking good well way but I was just so in love with her and, and uh, I remember every night I was like staying around and stuff and then on a Friday Saturday I'd be like come on should we do something she's like yeah okay so we go out for food and then we like we ended up for a few nightclubs and I'd, I'll be honest like four weeks before I fought cowboy I was pissed out, blacked out in nightclubs, and like I went out there and gave the performance of my life. So like that's that's a yeah, story yeah, I've, yeah. Never, I've never told it before, but like it's it's fucking true, man. And like he was looking at me like through the week, I'd be drinking like cans of coke. I'd be like, yeah, I'll be fine, don't worry. And I went out there and I just gave that performance. So like, I mean, I've I've never done it since, but I did do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe you need so, to go back to that then. <laughs> <laughs> Getting on the Fuck last fight week. Fuck off, mate. <laughs> oh, come on. Well, I'll take you out. I'll show you the ropes, Darren. Listen, me and you've had enough crazy oh, nights out there. Come on. But listen, um, I just feel like I feel like that's John Jones' identity. I feel like he's the bad guy who drinks and goes crazy and fucks people up and and, and that's it, isn't it? I always say this though. I think for all of us here and the, probably the majority of people on the roster, you need that little bit of wildness. I mean, at the end of the day, we're stepping in a cage in pretty much our underwear, and we're going to fight another man. So you got to have that little mental switch, you know, and everyone's a little bit psychotic in their own way. Even George St. Pierre, who's the most clean-cut guy ever, he's a goddamn psycho behind those eyes. Let's be honest. He's a maniac, you know what I mean? And you need that, and we all have it. And some people control it better than others, and some people, like John, sometimes let it get the better of them, sadly. I mean, Um, even G, I've heard stories of, I have of GSP like in training camp yep. and, and how he likes to 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 cut loose a little bit too. So yeah, it's yeah, not I've just it myself. Yeah, I've always thought, well, if it's good enough for GSP, it's good enough for me. <laughs> yeah, let's get on it, boys. Let's hit it hard. <laughs> Come on, baby, baby. Um, all right, Darren. Listen, we'll let you go, mate. Really, Thanks, oh, oh, we're gonna give a shout out to Block Asset, of course. Yeah. Of course, that, that's something that you're very involved with. You're a founding yeah. partner of Block Asset, and yeah. no doubt that's going to be having a lot of your attention. So, uh, yeah. um, what's the latest with Block Asset? Anything to announce? We're just, yeah, we just got that Miami card there in Mazadal Bay, and so we're doing like an NFT holders party for that. I'm going to be doing some other exciting stuff announcing. So, yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm sure we'll see you down there, Mike. So, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, don't, I don't think I'm going to that. I've never been to Miami in my life. Everyone I'm tells saying. me, yeah. everyone tells me it's amazing, Anthony. Yeah, have you yeah. been? I've never been to Miami, so if you guys need someone to go with you, you guys just let me know. Bro, let's cut loose. Bro. Let's cut loose. Let's go. We're gonna cut you loose. We're gonna cut you loose, Darren. Thank uh, you so thanks much, guys. Because, See you later. No, no, that takes balls. You know what I mean to jump yeah, on and talk about your feelings. And stuff. So I appreciate Please. it. Love you like a brother. You, you know that, Darren. Please. I'll see, see you later. soon, mate. Take care, Darren. Take it easy. There Man, I love talking to that guy. He's just so real. It's so real. It's so refreshing. There's no bullshit. I don't have to like wonder like, okay, how much of this is true? How much of this yeah. is not? Um, and I had a couple other questions, but like, it was really not things that I was wondering. It was things I seen in the comments and all the other bullshit. And I think if, if any of that stuff had to be brought up, I think he would have said something. So I just left. Yeah, no, 100%. That's why I was able to just stop. And go, Hold on a minute. This is, this is what I wanted to say because mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like a formal interview. It's like you're talking to a friend. And I just realized this whole time I haven't had my headphones in. So if there's feedback, Harrington, on top of everything else, on top of the freezing, on top of the orange face, on top of the bloody echoing of my sound, I'm going to smash your head in, Harrington. I'm coming for you. Uh, <laughs> there's no feedback. I haven't heard any at all. Okay, um, and for God. everyone listening, I've... Uh, the sound has been has been perfect. So 
You got, might just have to listen to the audio only. Or yeah, if you right. want to just stare at my pretty face, you can do that too. Oh, it's a pretty face. <laughs> it's a beautiful face. Um, all right, so official pick. Yeah, look, look, listen, I'm telling you right now. I am telling you right now. There's a real possibility that John Jones can get knocked out on Saturday night. Yes, yes, there is. I, I 100% agree with you. What what I, 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 I John's got a chin. He's got a chin um, for sure. He he is durable. He's got a dog in him. What I what I think is going to be more surprising to John is, I think he's going to get touched a lot, and that's not something he's used to. I, I think that Cyril God plays the same game on his feet that John plays, but I think that he's been doing it at this weight longer and and i think that just pure striking wise i think that cyril gone if they were just striking i think that he's about as 50 50 as he as you can get as john jones has ever been so i do i do wonder if how long john is going to play this striking only game before he starts mixing in takedowns and clinching and, and i well every I think round i think he's going to be uncomfortable quickly every round starts on the feet we know this but you got to remember and we all know this, but consider that this isn't, and with respect, a Derek Lewis or a tie to a Vasa. Mm-hmm. There's not a, a, a lumbering, classic heavyweight, big guy, a little bit out of shape, going to fucking knock your head off if he connects. That's not what we're talking here. Still, Garn's beautiful on the feet, undefeated as a tie boxer, moves so well, switches stances, always on balance, very, very fast, knows how to use his weapons and his range, you know, and he's, he's a true heavyweight and he's got knockout power. I saw the finish of Taito Avarsa the other day on social media. Taito Avarsa was coming at him, you know, very aggressive mm-hmm. and it was like two steps. He pivoted beautifully. The footwork was amazing. And he won 180 degrees, spun everything around. Now he was in the driver's seat. Two of us was up against the fence. Boom, right hand. Oh, just punched the laptop. Right hand, sat him down and then followed it up. And it was a thing of beauty. It really was, you know, and that's what the man's capable of. I do have John Jones winning. I do. I, I do. If you had to put a gun to my hand and say, who wins? I'll say John Jones. I'll say John Jones. But there's, I, it's like a, there's, there's a definite threat of a knockout for John as well, though. 100%. 100%. And I have the same thing, Mike. I, I think that John is just – he's too well-rounded. He has too many different mm-hmm. ways that he can mm-hmm. win. Um, if he's uncomfortable can, – can John be competitive in the striking? For sure. What I don't think is I don't think John is going to be threatening enough on his feet to worry Cyril gone. That I, I think that – Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't think that – the powers there. Cyril's been in there with heavy-handed guys, big kickers, the guys that are really, really scary on their feet. Your Derek Lewis, your Junior Dos Santos, your Tai Tuavasa. I mean, he's been in there with heavy hitters. I don't think that John Jones has the power to really back him off. So I think that John's going to have to check down. He's going to have to start clinching. He's going to have to wrestle. He's going to have to start being nasty, fight on the inside with some elbows. And even the threat of a takedown is is enough to change how this fight goes. So. I do have John Jones winning, but I do think the Cyril Gaon is, is, is it's going to be competitive and it's going to, I think it's going to be a close fight. I'm excited to be there as well. You know, T-Mobile Arena. I, I was know. just driving past it before. It's a thing of beauty. 
just a drive by. You know, there is one cool stadium. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited for it. All right, let's just talk about FitBod real quick. FitBod is the app, it's custom workout routines for you that is personalized to your goals, your fitness levels, and available equipment. It learns from your previous workouts and adapts as you improve. So, you can keep the momentum going all the way into the next year and beyond. So, FitBod, look, listen, sometimes you go to the gym. You're not sure what to do. FitBob will take care of that. Sometimes you haven't got that much equipment. Sometimes you've just got a park or a field or you're at home or you've got a gym. Whatever the equipment you have, FitBod will have a workout for you and you can learn the new movements the right way with over 1,400 high-definition demonstration videos. And a full year of FitBod is less than the cost of a single session with a personal trainer. So you've got no excuses. You have no excuses whatsoever. If you want to work out, if you've hit a plateau, if you need inspiration, then you need FitBod. All you got to do to join this or subscribe is go to fitbod.me slash believe. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash believe. Looking to spice up your routines? Go to fitbod.me slash believe. As I say, over 1,400 high-definition demonstration videos. You'll be working out like a maniac and be the best version of yourself. Join Fitbod today. Fitbod.me slash believe. Should we get a little bit of herringbone on? Should we see what this yeah. man can do at the moment? Yeah, let's see what this guy's doing. What's going on, boys? I'm all right. Am I frozen up right now? Am I okay? What what we seeing? You look good. You're all right now. All right, all right, okay. I'm very orangey. That's uh, that's bothering me. But it's one of those. It's a low podcast. Quite. It's a low quality podcast today, boys. And we apologize. We got one out. Um, Yeah, we got one out because we were this close, this close to saying screw it. (laughs) But like we toyed with it. We had it up there. I'm like, oh, this is uh, if I'm freezing up, you know. And I think I was making an excuse in my mind. I'm like, well, this is going to have a negative effect. People are going to unsubscribe. They're not going to want to watch this garbage, guys. Should we just forget it and go meet at the pub and have a beer, Darren? And I'm st- uh, Darren Anthony, and I'm starving. I've been eating a goddamn thing all day. But enough of that, Harrington. What's the latest for you? Uh, not too much, man. Just, uh, just, just same stuff, different day. Just, you know, yeah. How's this? How's this baby thing coming along? Dude, it's good. She's been having like uh she's been like waking up with nightmares. The baby started moving around inside her. So I don't know, dude. We're getting we're getting like right down. Like we gotta pack the bag tonight for the hospital, just in case. Pack the bag. Pack, pack the bag, the- buddy. Uh um, now. Yeah, throw us a story then, Harrington. And for the love of God, you know what I mean? I looked, I, I can't see you right now because I'm not at home in my usual setup, but there was some garbage in there, mate. But so pick a good one. <laughs> um, all right, let's you, see. You here. know, I say that every time, just to of course. And there, half of the time, you're you're right. Um, a uh, check this yeah. out. A uh, a, new, a Newcastle fan uh, got a tattoo commemorating his team's win in the Caribou Cup on Sunday. Right. Awesome, awesome, great day for Newcastle. Uh, except that Manchester won two nothing, and now this guy has a tattoo on his leg for the rest of his life. Hold on, hold on. Are we talking about Newcastle United, the Premier League football team? Yes, sir. So what, 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 what's the Caribou Cup? I've never heard of this. So it's like a, uh, it's like a lesser cup, right? Like a. Uh, uh, so uh, not, New- yeah, yeah. No, all right. So it's another. I just never seen that. So when I saw it in the notes, I thought that must be a bloody. Uh, some some American Newcastle team. No, no, no. It's uh, like, so, 
Yeah, so there's like the there's the league championship, the the whole nine, right? But this was this oh, no. would be the first time they won a domestic cup since like 1985. So it was a massive deal that Newcastle was just in the final, and this guy jumped the gun. Uh, went and got the tattoo, and he is going to be living with that for quite some time. He oh. said he's not going to get it removed. He's a bloody idiot. People do that. You? People do that all the like. I see it all the time. Anytime there's a Super Bowl, every year there's people that are you know guys are fans of their team, and they're like you know the the Raiders 2023 Super Bowl champions. They get it at like the beginning of the season. And they're willing it into existence, yeah, and then it never happens. <laughs> I mean, you've got to be a pretty big fan to get a tattoo. You know, I've, I mean, this sounds very braggadocious, but I've, a couple of people on Instagram I've shared, they've got like pictures of me tattooed. They've got my face tattooed on them. And it's just like, I'm sorry. And I appreciate that. And I am flattered very much so. But I'm also kind of creeped out. <laughs> Anytime that I see, you know, lots of people get Rogan. You get his oh, face tattooed on. A lot it. of a people lot. have Rogan, yeah. yeah. A lot of Diaz tattoos, a lot of Nate Diaz tattoos I see. Um, and I always see that and think, Man, I wish I was cool enough where someone wanted to get my face tattooed on him. I've had I've had a couple people send me pictures of they've gotten my logo tattooed on them before. There's a guy, uh, one guy had a, my logo tattooed on his hand, and then uh, there's actually a guy from the UK that I know that uh, they, they got my logo tattooed as well. So, oh, nice, nice. No, no um, portraits yet though, Mike. I'm, no well, I'm pretty ugly though. You don't want this day, ugly bro, mug on your day. on your body. One day, gotta give a shout out to little Mick, my dad's mate. He's got a picture. There's actually me tattooed on him. So well done to Mick. He's a massive MMA fan. He's got me. He's got Rampage. He's got loads of fighters on him. Uh, all right, so we're gonna talk co-main event, Valentina Shevchenko. I interviewed her yesterday for my YouTube channel, so check those out, guys. Uh, but um, Valentina Shevchenko intimidates me. Why? She intimidates me because she's so awesome. Do you know what I mean? She's just like so perfect. She's so well-spoken. She's so thoughtful. She's very, very intelligent. She's a Russian super spy at the same time. Brian just put that in the chat. What's up, Brian, by the way? I hope you're okay, mate. Um, so, yeah, no, and, you know, obviously she's the goal. Nothing to do with that. And I don't mean anything to do with physically intimidate, but mentally she, she intimidates me a little bit. Yeah, I, I don't know why I'm giving you shit about it because she makes me very nervous. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, even I've, I've, I've had to interview her before once and I almost felt like she was judging me for asking her questions. Like yeah, I thought, I, yeah. I thought I had a great question. So I asked the question and she just looks at me, well, what do you think? Like, uh, <laughs> I yeah. don't know. What, are, what do you want me to think? <laughs> and she's so nice and so respectful as well. She really is like, she was so warm and polite to everybody yesterday at the apex. Obviously she's cutting weight. She's getting ready for a big fight. She's doing loads of interviews one after the other, but she was so cordial and polite with everyone. Mm -hmm. she, she, she does this a lot and stuff and bows at everyone. It's so nice, you know, but yeah, she, same she thing. taught me, she taught me how to sign my autograph on t-shirts. Oh really? That's I did, cool. I did an autograph signing with her, I don't know, a couple of years ago. And it, not that I'm, you know, it's 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 a pain world, in the ass signing the shirts. It's first world problems. It's hard to sign a t-shirt because the the fabric catches on the tip of the marker and it's really hard to do. The t-shirt moves with the pen. Yeah. Yeah. You it, it with a squiggle. I've yeah, got it's, a technique. It, it's I didn't have any technique, but I was messing them all up. So she she taught me how to do it by myself where I can hold it myself. And then sign my signature and like, you know, so we, <laughs> she went and had someone from the UFC get like one t-shirt and she held the line. She was like, all right, here's how you do it. And like gave me her little technique. 
I've been using that ever since because it, yeah, yeah. it's it sounds stupid, but it's hard as shit to do. You, it's you so hard. That. That's why sometimes I get as well problems to the max. We sound like such douchebags. People get my face tattooed on them, and when I'm signing t-shirts, yeah, it's so <laughs> difficult, man. Uh, but uh, yeah, I would say pull it apart. Pull it mm -hmm. apart as much as possible. Make it all nice and tight and a little squiggly diggly. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, like when I'm asking her questions, I feel like she's in a match. This guy is so stupid. This guy <laughs> is very, very silly. You know, and then she's probably seen me doing the Shevchenko dance that I did at Fox Sports years ago that does the round sometimes. She's probably like, oh, right. this guy's a prick. But she's so, she's so awesome in every way. Um, Alexa Grasso, also awesome, nice, polite. Four fight win streak. What do you think, Mr. Smith? Well, I think Alexa Grasso is is one of the cleanest boxers in the division. It just it's really fun to watch her strike it. Uh, I believe it was Macy Barber she fought, and and she, you know I got a lot of respect for Macy's kind of athleticism and just her aggressiveness, and you know she just is really mean. And Alexa kind of put it on her, and and so that was really kind of when I realized how tough overall, not just technical she is, but uh is a big mountain to climb, man, especially with with not a super high level grappling ability. I think Talia Santos has kind of the style that you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to meet to really slow down Shevchenko. You're gonna really have to you're gonna have to put her in a box. And I just don't know that Alexa Grasso has the the physical ability uh, or the technical ability to box in Valentina Shevchenko and, and just Talia Santos was able to get to kind of half-assed shots, pull her legs in, push her up against the fence, and she was just physically imposing on Valentina, which nobody's been up to this point that wasn't named Amanda Nunes. Mm. So I just don't know that Alexa Grasso's physical enough. Take take all of her skill set. Don't, I'm not even talking about that part of it. Just physically, I don't think that she has the, the ability to just kind of bully Valentina around. Agreed. And you know what? I, I asked her yesterday. I said um... – because she referred to Erin Blanchfield, who a lot of people are saying should be next or soon for a title fight. Uh, she, uh, she referred to Erin Blanchfield as a puppy. Right. So I, yesterday I asked, I said, oh, I, I saw you refer to her as a puppy. I said, that's like the most like polite trash talk ever, ever. And this is this was her response. And again, this is how intelligent she is. She says, no, no, this is uh, not not, uh, not an insult, but she's like a puppy. She's like, you know, when you see someone, a little puppy dog, they don't know anything about the real world. They don't know about the life. They don't know about the dangers. And right now she goes in there in the octagon and she's with these little girls. And, you know, she has her way, but she doesn't know really what the life is like. You know, and you see the puppy dog, but then sometimes you see the dog and the pit bull and it's covered in scars. It's been for years. Right now she is just a puppy. I did not mean this in any disrespect, but right now she's, a, and I thought she was like, oh, that cute little puppy. But mm -hmm. no, when she went into it, she had a real good analysis of why she called her a puppy. And yeah. I just, again, I was like, that's fucking. That makes a lot of sense. That's genius. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So she, she's very smart. Um, and yeah, Alexa Grasso is going to give her a good fight, you mm -hmm. know, and I hate to write somebody off, but that's what we're going to do. She's not going to beat her. She's not going to beat her, you know. She's a great boxer. And I really enjoy watching Alexa Grasso fight. I Me do. Too. Um, but look at Shevchenko, something like 79 kickboxing fights, undefeated yeah. in boxing. With, without a dangerous wrestling, grappling, grinding part of your game, it's just, I mean, if you gave Alexa Grasso some Aaron Blanchfield's grappling and molded those two together, like maybe we'd have a different conversation. But and it's, it's I'm really blown smoke up bloody Valentina Shevchenko's ass here. But here's another piece of uh, a trivia. 
she'll make history Saturday night if she wins because the new belt, every time you defend it, you get the ruby in the yeah. belt. She's only got one more ruby to get. Saturday night, she'll be the first one to do that. And she'll have a full set. I mean, how cool is that? So below every ruby, it has the opponent, it has the date, the event. Yeah. I mean, what a... She'll be the first one to fill up the first... She'll be the first one to fill up belt. her belt. And yeah. she'll have to get another belt. Yeah, yeah. That's that's awesome. That is so cool, isn't it? That is crazy you know? cool. Yeah, that's cool. As a piece of sporting memorabilia, even if your own career or some one day someone else is going to own that long, you know, when the yeah. time comes that we're all dead and buried. Do you know what I mean? That'll someone be hanging somewhere. That and what a piece of mixed martial arts history to own yeah. one day because that's going to happen. You know, it's crazy. Yes, it is. It, that's. I don't know that people at home understand how wild that is, but yeah. that's. That's uh, that's insane. That's insane. What an achievement! What an accomplishment! Know? Yeah, like yeah, like once the new belts came out, and then you you filled up every ruby yeah. on the belt, and now they're like, all right, now we got to get her another one. That's that crazy. Would, I, what would you rather have? A belt with eight rubies or eight belts? It's a tough one, right? That's a tough that, one. Eight, that belt with the eight rubies is so special. Do you know, yeah. Yeah, you got eight belts. I've got two belts at home. They're exactly the same. Often one of them scratched a foot because the guy that painted my house, it, it was it was under I put it under my bed when mm -hmm. they were painting the room because uh, the house was upside down, and then for some reason it got turned upside down so it was on the floor and he just pulled it out oh. and like, all, all the dust and everything so it's covered in scratches. I was I was so mad. I was so yeah, annoyed. Did you lose but, yeah, your mind? I didn't. I didn't say anything. You know, thank God I kept yeah. it together. <laughs> that would have been rough. Uh, I think probably the one belt with the eight rubies. That's amazing, isn't it? That yeah, is amazing. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, we've got Valentina Shevchenko winning. I, you know what? I do think Grasso can get to a decision, though, because mm -hmm. she's very talented on the feet, but I think she'll get dominated. And who knows? Maybe the referee will stop it at some point. But I do like Grasso. She's fiery. Um, what else is on that? Harry, Herringbone and Brian. Let's have a four-shot. Let's, let's have a foursome, boys. Ooh. Let's get Dirty Mike and the boys on. Ooh. What's up, Brian? How are you, bud? What's up, Mike? How are you? I'm good. I'm good, man. I'm good. What about you? Uh, hi, hi, Harrington. We've already done Harrington. that. <laughs> what else is on the card? What was before the, the co-main event? Oh, Shavkat Rachmanov. Then oh, Jeff Neal. And Jeff Neal. I made a $30 parlay to take all the underdogs to try to win $11,000. <laughs> so that's where, I'm, that's where I, my money's rolling. Everybody who's an underdog on the card. Oh, oh, the whole card, not just the main card. Oh, just the main card. Just five, uh, five real quick, fights. Main, main and co-main, what do you guys think? Oh, Jones and Shevchenko. Yeah, absolutely. I just, I'm betting against it just in case. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's like uh, you win like six bucks if you bet on them, so. Shavkat Rachmanov, this guy, what is he? I think he's 16 and 0, eight knockouts, eight yeah. submissions. He's phenomenal. Uh, Jeff Neal, great fighter, tough guy, great hands, great performance last time out against Vicente Luque, the way he finished him towards the end of the fight. But Shavkat Rachmanov is something special. Yeah, he's special, man. He has no holes in his game. He has no weak areas. He, he, he is fucking ice cold. Like he's got ice water running through his veins. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I said this a long time ago and I'm going to stand by it. And I don't think that Jeff Neal, uh, is much of a fan of Jeff as I am and his team. You know, I, I, I really like his coach. I, th I still think that we see a, a day where we have, 
uh, Rachmanov versus Hamzat Shemaev for for a title. I really do, and I, and I don't know that either one of those guys lose on their way there. So, mm-hmm. um, I just got I just got a lot of respect for that guy. And, and Jeff Neal, you know, sometimes he 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 tends to take moments off in fights. Uh, a, a lot of times he'll have a real fiery first round, and then he'll kind of take off round two. You know, and his coaches acknowledge that at times, where he's got to keep him focused in the second and third rounds. Uh, Rachmanov's not one of those guys you can do that with. You know, so I. I I just think he's too good everywhere. On the BT Sport preview show, I predicted uh, Jeff Neal to win. But I only said that because the guy that I've worked with on there, Nick Pete, Adam and Nick, shout out to them two great guys working with mm-hmm. him this week. Um, Nick Pete's like the biggest fanboy of Shavkat Reitmanov. Like the, it's insane. And it's so much so, it's so much so, he's now the official representative for mixed martial arts of Kazakhstan. Like he had to cover Shavkat's press today for Kazakhstan he doesn't speak a lick of Kazakh do you know what I mean but <laughs> everything that he says gets like translated but like really poorly translated and yeah. the way it was translated sounded like he wanted to do some very sexual things to him you know what I mean it's absolutely hilarious, hilarious. so that's why I picked against him but yeah you know listen I like Jeff Neal I think he's gonna bring it but yeah I've got Shavkat all daisy um what do you so what's your plan this week in Vegas then Anthony Man, we actually have a really cool thing going on tonight. It's that that roundtable we keep talking about, but yeah. it's in the MGM, like in the middle of the casino, live oh. in front of, in front of fans. Yeah, well, that's cool. Yeah, so I don't know what you got going on uh, later on this evening. We got that going on, and then yeah. uh, I think Weidman and I, me and Weidman and Stepe, are going to dinner tonight. Oh, nice! Um, so well, thanks for the invite. I appreciate. I was it. I was you. literally I literally just found out about it. I was literally in the yeah. process of inviting you, Michael. No, no, I, I'm literally, uh, I'm going to say no, because uh, I had dinner plans with Audi, my manager, but mm-hmm. uh, I actually texted him this morning and said, listen, I'm not going to do that. Because when I woke up today, because I had to do a pre-show and stuff, I had to do some stuff at the Apex, my voice was almost gone when I first right. woke up. I had a few drinks last night with the BT Sport crew, you know, nothing crazy, but just, you know, very civil, but a few drinks and maybe a bit of a sore head this morning. I'm like, you know what? I've, if I carry on like this and I have another one tonight, because it's fucking Vegas, let's be honest, right. um, I'm going to end up with no voice in the morning. I'm going to do a crap job. I'm going to sound like shit. So I text audio. I went, audit, listen, I'm sorry. I'm going to cancel dinner. You know what I mean? Not being, because right. we all know what happens. You know what I mean? We know how and this goes. We know how this goes every time. Come on. Just have a glass of wine. And then another. Yeah, I have, uh, I'm just going to have me one Moscow meal with Chris and Weidman. And, yeah. and then I'm going to get back. I'm going to get back to the hotel. I'm going to do some more study work and, yeah. um, you know, just really brush up for Friday shows. That's my oh, plan. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Uh, but Friday night, I've got <laughs> nothing on Saturday apart from a post fight show. I'm not going to lie. Friday night, I'm going to gonna go and enjoy myself with the boys. So uh, maybe we'll let me some... be one of the boys. You, you're, you're one of the boys, literally. Hell yeah. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Stay tuned. Michael Bisping arrested in Las Vegas. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Jones ain't got shit on me. Um, (laughs) What should we do? What else? What else have we got in the notes, Harrington? Anything worth uh, anything big, big? I mean, it's UFC 285. That's all that matters really this week. There's still, I mean, there's two more fights on the main card, or I have one big news story. Well, we've got Bo Nickel. I like Jamie Pickett, but that's a tough fight for him. It's a tough it? fight. Yeah, it's a it's a tough fight. I've honestly kind of avoided talking about it too much because I don't want to feel like I'm just shitting all over Jamie. Yeah, because I do like him. So, 
He is a black belt in jiu-jitsu. He's got some grappling ability, but he has at times struggled with wrestlers. Uh, I, I think that he's not in a good place in – I don't want to say he's not a good place in his career. He, he's he's you know he's kind of teed up to have the moment of his life, but he's also not – he doesn't have any momentum going into this either. You know, yeah, it's not yeah. like he's – you know, he's not on a five- or six-fight winning streak. He's not been smashing anybody and, and just rel- relatively unknown. He's, he's had some ups and downs. He doesn't have a lot of momentum. Bo Nickel is a – freight train running downhill in terms of momentum. Um, I, I just, it's a, it's a tough matchup. It's a tough you know, matchup. When you speak to Bo Nickel, he, he's a very, very intelligent man. He really is. He's very thoughtful and he's very together considering all his success. He is obviously very confident, but he's not arrogant with it. He's mm-hmm. just a real world confidence because he knows what he's capable of. And there's nothing wrong with realizing that and knowing that. Right, today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp offers professional counseling done securely online. So if you feel like there's something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, then definitely check out BetterHelp. There's never been such a focus on mental health as there is right now, but still some people, they refuse to take the steps that's going to better them. Now listen, better help is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. And better help is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches. So it's easy and it's free to switch counselors if you need. Once you sign up, BetterHelp will match you with your own licensed professional therapist who you can communicate with in just under 48 hours. You can send a message to your counsellor at any time. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. So it's the perfect way to do therapy if you're very, very busy. You haven't got to drive over to the other side of the town. So listen, if you know... Well, you know, I mean, maybe you don't know, but there's probably something bothering you. If there's something that you've got to take care of, do it with better help. Okay. New testimonials from users are posted daily, in fact. So, so many people have been using better help that they are now recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So, do the right thing. Take care of yourself. Go to betterhelp.com. That is betterhelp.com slash believe to get 10% off your first month. One more time. That is betterhelp.com slash believe 10% of your first month. Um, talking of Jamie Pickett, though, I was chatting to him yesterday. He was with your boy, Chris Wyman. That's who he's been working with. Oh, That's good. Funny. Yeah, yeah. He's been training with him for this camp. Uh, so Chris has been helping him out a lot. And I was just thinking, you said you're going out for dinner tonight. Steve mm-hmm. Bay, you, Chris Wyman. You know, it's it's fight week. There's UFC fans everywhere. Imagine you people listening. You go, you're in Vegas. You're going in for the fights. You go into a restaurant and you look over, and there's former champ, former heavyweight champ, Stipe, Weidman, Anthony Smith. People are going to be freaking out. <laughs> well, we could just add Michael Bisbing to that mess and just really be popular then. Oh God, so popular. So I'm popular. just saying. So- I mean, one meal's not going to hurt you, Mike. We'll let you go home afterwards. All right. Well, I would, I would, I would love to come and hang out with the. Greatest, most defendingest heavyweight champion of the world. Have you asked Stipe? How does he see this fight going down? Have you managed to pick his brains at all? Stipe's a, a man of few words, so you can kind of get a vibe on how he feels about something just by asking him the question. So it's like, hey, Stipe, what do you think about this title fight? Eh, they're going to fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's awesome, though, isn't he? Yeah, what a guy. Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't he care does at all. He doesn't give a fuck. That's, a that's fuck what you love all. about him. He's just such an everyman, isn't he? Yeah, if he wasn't being paid to be here, he'd probably not even watch it. Really? You think so? Yeah, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't give a fuck, dude. He cares yeah. about his kids, his pool at his house, his 
job and washing his Dodge truck. <laughs> that's well, that's really why that's a man with his priorities in order. Let's yeah. be honest. You know, I find I have MMA consuming far too much of my life, but it is how I earn a living. So I guess. Yeah, me too. I, I yeah. can't get away from it, but he, yeah. he, you can't get him into it unless it's attached to a check. He doesn't care. Yeah. Well, God bless him. Um, and that's a believe in me. God bless. Um, Harrington, you said there's some breaking news, did you? Yes, sir. Uh, former opponent of yours, former, you know, a verbal sparring partner of Anthony Smith, Luke Rockhold, signed the deal with BKFC uh, to fight Mike Perry in April. Uh, it's going to be at 185 pounds. Also added to that card, Chad Mendez uh, versus the underground king, Eddie Alvarez, at 165 pounds. Yeah, you know, look, listen, I mean, you know, Anthony, they, they filled it off as your way. They have a lot of money. Uh, I don't know where they get it from, but they've they're obviously generating a lot of money. Um Mike Perry, Luke Rockhold, I would say initially that that's a terrible fight for Mike Perry. And I thought that when he fought Michael Venom Page in Bare Knuckle mm-hmm. and he bloody beat him. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, because Mike Perry is a dog. Luke Rockhold is a show pony. You know what I mean? He's so talented, tall, looks good, got the physique every man would kill for, you know. But he find, I think sometimes literally he's, he's, he's showboating a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. My parents just a dog, man. He's just yeah. a dog. He's just a vicious pit bull that don't give a goddamn. I think this is a terrible matchup for Rockhold. And and I only say that, again, I'm not trying to get into this thing with Rockhold. I'm not trying to shit on you, Luke. I'm just saying Mike Perry is the guy that will go in. This, these are five rounds, these bare knuckle fights. Where for two rounds, you'll see. five minute rounds? No, they're two minute rounds. No, oh, sure. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. But you imagine how messed up your face would be 25 oh, minutes of bare knuckles. Yeah, it would be crazy. Flesh would be hanging off your face. <laughs> yeah. I, I suspect that this is a type of situation where Mike Perry goes in and gets sliced and diced for two or three rounds, but you just can't get him out of there. Um, and, and I just I can see that happening where Mike is just in Luke's face for the first round, the second round, and, and Luke's making it look easy and then until it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I just never thought Luke Rock Luke Rockles never just – he never struck me as a bare-knuckle boxing type of guy. He, no. He's – his style's very pretty. He's very technically sound. He's he, at times he's been defensively irresponsible. He's he's had some issues. I don't even know if it's a chin issue. I think it's a defense problem. Um, I, I, I it just he doesn't strike me as a bare knuckle boxer. Brian just chimed into the notes here. He says the r- record for the longest bare knuckle fight is indeed, is listed, sorry, at six hours and 15 minutes, one fight for a match between James Kelly and Jonathan Smith fought near Fairy Creek, Victoria, Australia, in 1855. Wow, 17 rounds. Um, you know, the, the thing is, Mike Perry, as I say, as a, he's a fighter's fighter. You've got to respect the man. Luke Rockhold, yeah, as you say, doesn't strike you as a bare-knuckle type of guy. And even if he did, you've got to look at the skill sets. Luke's kicks are a massive part of his game. It's a huge part of his game. They're eradicated. Luke's top game, his pressure when he gets down on top of you, his jiu-jitsu is phenomenal. That's completely eradicated. His knees in the clinch, all eradicated, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's literally fists. And Mike Perry's going to get on the inside. By doing that, he's going to take away the reach advantage. And Luke, with respect, has been a little bit chinny yeah. ever since I've been going in. 
<laughs> Sorry, like I'm messing. I'm messing. Well, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I do think that Mike Perry could have some problems because you are allowed to clinch fight without do, question. So without, I think th- that's going to give him some issues because Luke is a big, strong, powerful guy. So he can't use some of that wrestling ability to grab on his neck and pull him and turn him and rip some punches. I just, I don't think Mike Perry's smart enough to give a fuck. I think he just throws bombs the whole time, and that's not a diss. That's not a diss to Mike Perry. I love that guy. Uh, that the more the more technical he gets, the less I like him. I, I want the dog yeah, fighting, yeah. street brawling, shit talking Mike Perry. Bring it on! I, that's what I want. And and the, the reason why I was saying that about Luke, uh, talking about Mike Perry, and not so much Luke Rockhold. Of course, we don't need to give you all the accolades of a Luke Rockhold. He mm-hmm. should he should be expected to win this fight. He's the former world champion. He's way bigger. Mike Perry is a welterweight. Mm-hmm. Rockhold's twice his size almost, you know, and he's got all the skills and he's polished and everything. So that's we don't need to say that because I think everyone knows that, you know. But the storyline here is Mike Perry. The man's got a set of balls on him. I'll yeah. give him that. He has got a set of balls. Um, Harry Tone, Harry Bone, whatever that was. Yes, sir. Was, was, was. What have we got? What are we doing? What are we talking about, Harrington? Uh, Patty Pimblett says he's going to need surgery. Uh, it's going to keep him out until later in the year. So the Drew Dober fight is dead, but he did say, uh, that he would be interested in a Jared Gordon rematch. Mm. Okay, I'll go. Um, go ahead. I wasn't going to really bring this up so much, but he kind of made me feel bad a little bit. I don't know where he did. He did an interview somewhere, and he had said that. GSP or something. He didn't give a shit about. He didn't give a shit about what the fans thought or or the media, but he was really hurt by his peers, other fighters, Joe Rogan, um, DC. Uh, I don't think he mentioned you specifically, but said – other fighters that do that have shows and, and kind of spoke on him losing to Jared Gordon. It seemed, it seemed like he was genuinely hurt by that. Um, said he, so it kind of made me feel bad. Like, well, shit, I'm not trying to hurt the dude's feelings. I'm just giving my honest opinion. But um, he did say that he watched the fight back and wasn't as dominant as he felt it was in the moment right away. So mm-hmm. uh, I had a lot of respect for him saying those things. Takes a lot to kind of look at, to, to be as brash and, and as, loud about winning and it being so dominant as he was and then being able to walk it back and say okay well look i was in the moment i i was feeling like it was more dominant than it was once i rewatched it it wasn't as 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 great as i thought it was okay i'll rematch him so um i thought he showed a lot of maturity there in those couple comments oh without question and then sometimes it's that self-reflective moments where you really grow as a person mm-hmm. you know because i i do draw similarities with a moment in my career with paddy i was coming up i was getting a lot of attention i was like the english guy just won the ultimate fighter and you know doing tons of media and stuff like that and then i fought matt hamill and it was a ridiculously close fight a lot of people thought that he won and i acted like a total tool afterwards mm-hmm. i did because in my mind i thought i was going to wipe the floor with him uh and i didn't it was i scraped by a decision that a lot of people think that he won you know and, and i did the same thing you know i didn't give him his credit didn't give him his due I acted like a total tool bag and i cringe now when i look back and i see that i mean i don't watch it but if i did i would majorly mm-hmm. and you know he, he was going through a similar thing you know listen he's hot He's, he's a hot prospect. He's a hot property. Everyone wants to talk about him. You know what I mean? So he's a young man. You know, it goes to your head a little bit. You think your shit doesn't stick yeah. a bit. You know what I mean? Sure. 
But that's that's all right. No one's perfect. You know what I mean? Because he's not a bad guy. Far from it. He's a good dude. You know what I mean? He just, yeah. Maybe he just got carried away with a bit of the momentum or whatever. Yeah, but it happens. Come on, man. Come on. Look, come he's, on. Got a, he's got a million dollars. human goddamn beings. He's got a million-dollar bar stool deal. He's the hottest goddamn thing to, to you know, men ages. mixed martial arts in a while. Yeah, well, and especially in men ages 16 to 28 or whatever that that was like if patty pimble walks into a building there's a huge pop he is popular and he's a millionaire and he wasn't not that long ago so i'm not giving him too much shit it is i thought it was i only wanted to mention it because i thought it was a cool moment yeah uh, yeah, of maturity and self-reflection and growth and 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 i just wanted to we were i was really quick to be critical of him yeah acting like an ass and and potentially losing that fight really uh, but I want to be just as quick to say, you know what, that takes a, that takes balls to be a man to say, listen, maybe I wasn't as dominant as I thought. I'll run it back. Um, and my feelings were kind of hurt by people saying that. I think that takes a lot of balls. So I want to give him the credit for that. I'm rightly so. Uh, I don't think they're going to do that, though. I mean, probably Jared not. Gordon would love to get it back. <laughs> yeah, sure probably would like to get it back as well. You know, I mean, we had Jared on here. You remember, like right afterwards, and it's just, yeah. you know, it's uh, I, I like Jared Gordon. I, I hope that he gets a big fight. Uh, you know, a big name, a big opponent to to continue to climb Jared's his awesome. way up. Yeah, he's How awesome. awesome. Was Jared when he came on, he's so he honest and real and truthful amazing. and just in like, his story. His story Man, was good, but he, he's not putting asses in seats on a wide scale. You know, no, no. So it, Patty's going to get a name for sure, yeah, or at least yeah. someone that's popular that's going to sell. It yeah. just that's just how it is. Yeah, it's business. No, you're absolutely right. You know, but it's going to be tough times ahead for Paddy, though, regardless. You know, for it both is. men. For anyone in the lightweight division, uh, we'll wrap this one up shortly because we've got busy schedules. And if I am freezing up, I apologize, guys. Uh, but, you know, we're trying to keep the content up for you. We know you guys get mad. If you might just have one. to listen to this one, guys. My God. Um, what was I going to say? What was I going to say? What were you going to say, Anthony? Did you say I something? I don't, I don't think I was going to say anything. Say like something. I was looking out at uh, I was looking out at the the Raiders Stadium here about. Oh, this, I love it every time I drive by. Yeah, I love it. It's so goddamn cool looking. It reminds me of just like a all black Mercedes with some chrome trim. I don't know why. It just it just makes me think of that. But anyways, I want to go to uh, I want to make it outside a little bit, Mike. We get so goddamn busy, and we're always stuck in these boardrooms and studios, and uh, I want to spend some time outside. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. go outside when we're done here. I'm just going to walk around a little bit, I think. I'm going to go get a haircut because this stuff is out of control. I'm sure. Yeah, me too. I'm scheduled. I'm scheduled at a bad time later on because I've got to do a post-fight press conference thing. And the thing with John Jones, I'm not going to make it. So when I'm done here, I'm going to walk over, get the old short back insides, you know. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Make sure I'm looking good. Um, all right. Well, listen, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy the fights this weekend. If you have a question, then you know what to do. Send it into bympod at gmail.com. It's a good part of the show. So please, we couldn't do this part without your interaction and without your input. So without further ado, DM Harrington should show up right now and and finish that sentence. And if you're watching, I'm sorry, if you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you find podcasts, make sure you subscribe, leave a five-star rating, positive review. It helps out on those platforms. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed to the channel and you hit that notification bell to find out whenever a new video drops. And if you want to catch over 400 episodes you can't find anywhere else, completely ad-free and uncensored, head to gasdigitalnetwork.com, use the promo code BYM, get yourself a seven-day free trial, check out over 20 great shows on the network. All righty. All right. Righty-tighty, as the son Lucas says for some reason. <laughs> well, righty-tighty, lefty-loosey.
Oh, is that what it is? All righty, tighty, lefty, loosey. Yeah, it's just like a little tr- uh, trick of the trade. Maybe, right. maybe he's training to go be a carpenter or something. He's um, training all kinds of stuff. <laughs> so the first question we have here today is from Scott Knoll. Oh, look at this production quality. Okay. Oh, it's better than ours, isn't it? Yeah. Just had a couple quick questions. All along into your training, did you start making physical contact? And what was that like for you guys? I've been doing Muay Thai about a year and a half, and up until recently, been mostly pad classes, which I, I do enjoy. But I just started light sparring, and I have one big issue. I am a sensitive bitch. <laughs> I frankly feel bad hitting people. This is especially true for the face and sparring with women who are way tougher than I am. Well, here's my question. How do I overcome this mental hurdle and progress further with my training? Love the show. Thanks a lot. And again, that was like a bloody TV commercial. That's a TV show. Like, well, he said, side effects we, include, you know what I mean? Like we should hire him. Me- medical things, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's selling medical devices for sure. Yeah, he is for sure. A little medical device seller he is. Yeah. Um, uh, right, so, I mean, how long into my training? I mean, I, always, from day one, from when I was eight years yeah. old, I put the boxing gloves on, and that's what kept me coming back. Yeah. Uh, in terms of answering your question, you're right. Not every, not everyone's comfortable with that potentially hurting somebody. And I often talk about Callum because people always ask about fighting, and he could definitely do it. He has the physical ability without question. I just don't know if he has that meanness or that nastiness. And my wife assures me that he does. But I guess what you've got to re- just realize is that no one's you're not trying to hurt one another. You know, when you're sparring in the gym, yeah. Listen, sometimes it might get heated, but generally. You're you're competing. It's competition. It's how you're getting better. And as long as you're not being a proper dick about it and really trying to hit them hard, really trying to knock them out, then you're helping each other out. So try and look at it from that perspective. It also comes down to your training partners, too. Um, It's a whole lot easier to punch somebody in the face when they're beating the fuck out of you. So, you know, if you got to train with some, 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 grab, grab a couple higher level guys that are better than you. Uh, you're not going to, it'll take you about a minute and a half to not feel so bad about punching. Yeah. 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 That is actually (laughs) a really good point. That's absolutely genius. Funnily enough, if you're getting the shit kicked out of you, you're going to want to get a bit of revenge. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's easy to get, uh, when you're, when you're sparring, it's a, it's a whole lot easier to be motivated to get some get back. That's for sure. Brian, just put him back on the screen. I want to see what he looks like again, because we're going to play a game. Let's guess what this guy does for a living. Brian, let's have a look at him if you can. Unless he's probably teed up the next question. Like for God's sake, Bisbee. Um, what do you? He think, could be Brian? like an insurance salesman. No, he's an insurance salesman. They don't got time to train Muay Thai. He's a uh, um, whatever he does. He it's like it's probably not a whole. It's not, he's not working eighty hours a week. That's for I'm sure. Gonna, I was going to say a dentist, but if he was a dentist, he would have mentioned it. For sure. It would have said, yeah. as a dentist, I'm a doctor. I, 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 I really uh, wonder about, you know, the damage that I'm doing to people's teeth. Um, I, I think, like, I bet he's a nursing recruiter. A nursing recruiter outside yeah. the box thinking by no, Mr. I don't, Smith. I don't think so. I, those guys make crazy money. They got they got pretty free schedules. They can work around their schedules pretty easily. Yeah. They got yeah. to talk really well. He's got the nice setup for his Zoom. He's meetings. got a hell of a setup. He's got better lighting yeah. than me. That's for damn he's a nurse, sure. He's a nurse recruiter. He's a I hope nurse. he sends a video in and tells us what he does. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Please do. We're going to play this game going forward. Brian, next question, please. <laughs> All right. So this one is from uh, Mr. Michaels. I'm not going to try to spell or pronounce his first name. It's it's right there. 
Boric. Greetings from sunny Manchester. Uh, yes. Just have two questions. Number one, I'm about to do my final medical school exams and I wanted to get into the medical fighting world to try and be a doctor in the corner. Um, it's something I'm really interested in and I don't know where the best way to try and go about it is if you have any recommendations. And secondly, I have signed up to do an amateur boxing fight, uh, amateur boxing training here in Manchester. There about eight weeks of training. And uh, just wondered if you had any advice for that as well. Best wishes, boys. Well, thank you for the question. And I shout think out guys, Manchester. I think that guy's a, a medical school student. Oh, what gave it away? Was it the glasses? <laughs> no, it was just, uh, just his personal. Just a hunch. So yeah, you, could, just, you could tell. He's got a medical student written all over him. How do you get involved and be an official or a doctor or a medical type of guy in the mixed martial arts world? That know. is a good question and not something that I potentially know. Yeah, I, um, I would assume. I would assume what you would want to do, my friend, Michael, I think, right? Um, there'll be local MMA promotions in your area, small level ones. And they always need doctors and physicians and people like that. I would reach out. I would reach out to them and say, I'm interested in working your event. Uh, and you could even say, I'll do it for free just to get started and things like that. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they will bite your goddamn hand off. But that would probably be the best advice that I could give. Yeah, that, yeah. reach out to the athletic commissions or whoever, whoever oversees commissions. that. Yeah. yeah. And just ask. You know, yeah, and then in the UK, it's IMAF, International Mixed Martial Arts Federation, mm -hmm. kind of oversees a lot of the uh, the amateur stuff. Well, it does it, oversees all the amateur stuff. So they'd be a good person to reach out to as well. Mm -hmm. Mark Goddard, the referee, he plays a heavy role in that. So there's new oh, things, yeah. actually, yeah. what I was talking about before. So, yeah, reach out to IMAF and start uh, approaching um, um, promoters. Yeah. That's what I would do. Yeah, that's what I'd do. What would Perfect. you do, Anthony? Uh, that's exactly what I would do. Oh, nailed it. Yeah, Brian, nailed what it. would you do? Oh, yeah, well, you guys said. I mean, who's going to argue with that? Yeah, you can't. You work for free. Oh, people yeah, exactly. people will take you. Yeah. Slave labor. Uh, so this last question we have today. Sorry about the plane, guys. Uh, for the last question we have today, it's uh, from Josh Brisbane. Josh Brisbane. Okay. What's up, Michael and Anthony? Since you guys only answer questions from people who have accents, I thought me, Josh Brisbane from California, I'll mix <laughs> it up with some funky, funky, fuck accents so I'll get the attention of all you knuckleheads over there. Anyway, my question to you two is, I teach self-defense. I just had a seminar last weekend in Dana, in Dana Point, California. But my question to you two is, what do you think the best discipline is? Did, I teach situation awareness. I teach striking and I teach jiu-jitsu. But to you guys, what do you think is the most well-rounded self-defense or, or, or MMA discipline to benefit self-defense? And also, since you always like wacky, wacky questions, have you ever had to take a shit in the middle of a fight. I remember watching Oscar De La Hoya when I was a wee lad 
And uh, I remember he had a stomachache. He had a little tumble of bubble guts. And I just want to ask you guys, since you like the wacky ones, if you've ever had some bubble guts during one of your fights. All right, I'm driving. Not the safest time to ask a question. But I'll catch you guys on the flip side. Peace. Right. I just love want to guy. say. I love that guy. I love that guy as well. But <laughs> I've got to say, if you're going to go to all that effort to ask a question, ask one that's not been fought. Or, because we've had that question many times now, <laughs> right? And I've gone full on Northern Ireland now, yeah. right? But that question has been posed to us several times now on the podcast. But Anthony, in, in your opinion, what would be the most well-rounded art that you could single out from the mixed martial arts? So it is. I, I think it's wrestling. I think it's wrestling. Disagree. I think it's re- why. Disagree. What do you jiu-jitsu, think? Jiu-jitsu, bro. Brazilian jiu-jitsu for sure. Listen, it, the question wasn't what would be the most effective and the best base to have, but in terms of self-defense. What oh, and self-defense. Yeah. yeah, for self-defense, probably jiu-jitsu. I was thinking yeah. he was saying I thought he meant like which I guess I thought his question was which martial art would be the best base to have, like yep. going yep. into it. I would think wrestling because you can kind of dictate where the fight happens, when it happens, and you can learn. It's it's harder to learn that than anything else. Um, and I agree. But self defense wise, jujitsu for sure. Remember, yeah, yeah. Andrew Tate. Yeah. I was going to fight Andrew Tate with a knife, with only using jujitsu. He was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, hard to do oh, when he's well. in prison. <laughs> he's, he, he, well, he's getting visited by demons. I don't know if you saw this on his Twitter. Did you see that? Yeah, well, now not listen, bad enough to where he's not even. Everyone loves tweet. Andrew Tate. Everyone loves Andrew Tate. I'm sorry, I can't get past it. The fucking cigars and the fucking all the stuff. Come on, we're talking grade A dildos, boys. We're talking a grade A dildo. I'm sorry, you can all flame me. Come after me in the comments. He's a douchebag. He's a douchebag <laughs> of the highest bloody degree, and they're all lost little souls not, that look not top. Him. It's not the top G, the top D. Top douchebag. Oh, top D. Top Ooh. D, I like that. I like that. Come after us in the comment sections if you yeah. think you're hard enough. He's a tit. He's in prison. And he was talking about on Twitter the other day. I just followed him recently because I wanted to see what all the vibe was and what all the fuss is over. And he was talking about how material objects aren't the be-all and end-all. And if that's what you're searching for, then, you, you know, you're going to come up short in life. And I so wanted to, I wanted to respond with... Though. <laughs> what colour is your Bugatti? Because <laughs> yeah. that's what he said to someone when they yeah. came up and talking cheese. Like, what colour is your Bugatti? Anyway, shout out Andrew right. Tate of that shout Romanian out. South Street in you well. And if it's all bullshit, then I hope justice prevails. Right. Uh, in all seriousness. Should we should we wrap this one up? Is it, this was fun. This is a good one. Yeah, turns I, out I, 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 didn't know, I didn't know how it was going to be with... Uh... With the with the you know the Wi-Fi issue with the sound. Am, am, am I have I been frozen up or not too bad? No, nah, you've been pretty you've been frozen. frozen up. But it's it sounds Sh- fine. It sounds Sh- fine. So as long as as long as the the listeners are aware at the beginning, we told them if you're gonna freeze up. They're fine. Just have to listen to this one. Sorry, guys. They didn't want to look at me anyway. Just put like an old that picture that I shared on Instagram the other day when I'm all ripped. Just put an image of that onto this. Just put it. Uh, up so, on sorry, the sorry Brian. Just yeah, that's me. That's me. This is Bisbing when I freeze up, staring at my phone, flexing like a maniac. Right. Uh, we, got it out. we got one out, and it's good. I, I had a lot of fun. I'm glad we got to I talk did. to Darren too. 
100% shout out Darren shout out to him for that very honest and raw like always he's a raw dog Uh, ladies and gentlemen that's the show back Monday wrapping up and talking and dissecting about UFC 285 what's going to happen what's going to go down what's going to be next it's going to be epic you don't want to miss it 